Well, hello, hello, hello. Scarborough Dude coming at you on a doozy. This will be doozy number three. These are the short 10 minute clips that everybody's jumping on the bandwagon for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, I, I, feel, I sound like a radio DJ. It's a strange echo. I'm sitting right now in my favorite, favorite spot here at uh, what I like to call Frog Lake. I don't know why I don't like giving out the real names. doesn't make any difference, I suppose, but uh, it's a glorious, glorious spot. I've just watched my 31 girls and two Japanese female teachers load into these three big old voyageur canoes. Uh, just smiles beaming away, all with life preservers and paddles. And uh, they've just paddled across. They're unloading. I can see them from where I am across the lake on Second Beach where they're unloading with, of course, the, uh, the three staff assigned to us who uh, guided the canoes, got them all going. It's amazing how quickly they learned. Just, okay, bam, here's your life preserver. These are the strokes. Watch what we do. And uh, off they went. So now they're on the beach. They're going to build a campfire. They're going to probably have s'mores. They're going to sing songs. And they are just going to have a delightful time. So this is phase two. We just left Toronto this morning. And um, we're having one hell of a good time. Uh, I loved uh, the way the week unfolded, in, uh, or the 10 days in Toronto. God damn, it was just so smooth, and the families were just full of joy and tears, as they said goodbye this morning as we boarded our beautiful limousine, brand well, 2012, brand new to this company, beautiful big bus. Nicely painted a bright blue, and uh, that's ours, and our own driver assigned for the week. Uh, some of you have heard this before. <laughs> this is this is my, my uh, summer of heaven, because although I bitch and complain about all the crap i got to do to prepare for this tour, once the girls arrive at Pearson, the work is done. It's just a matter of running around and making sure everybody is doing uh, what they're supposed to be doing. So now we are in the very capable hands of the staff here. We have a beautiful resort-style center all to ourselves. Uh, so like three girls to a room, uh, you know, private bathrooms and showers. Uh, we, the, sta the uh, teachers and myself, have our own private rooms. Uh, last night I ran out and bought up wine, beer. I've stocked the fridge already. So that in the evening when all the girls have headed off to bed, the staff and I can stay up and just talk and share stories and sample some good Canadian wine and Canadian beer. It's glorious. But I, um, I felt I wanted to share with you. I just wanted to spend a little time taking you along on this. I don't know. I, I love this idea of these short 10-minute bursts. Uh, I'm not going to get into the Anthony Marco, or, uh, sorry, I forget that name. It's a very clever name, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> uh, his micro, micro blasts or whatever, and uh, now here's a combination. Mark is talking about two-second podcasts, so we'll see how this all unfolds. But the beautiful thing is, this is a, uh, a rejuvenation and a period of, I guess, reconnecting to our roots. You know, there was that little lag in podcasting, and now it's like we've got the old team back together again. You know, all the people, oh, you can hear Bruce Murray and Bob Gage and Mike Blevis and 
Doug is in there, and uh, people are just sort of saying, yeah, this is, this is kind of fun. There's this revitalization, there's this, you know, rekindling of the spirit that uh, we all felt when we first started this wonderful new adventure called podcasting. So I'm delighted to be, uh, to be a part of it. And this seems to be a perfect, using our Boss Jock studio, seems to be the perfect solution for getting these short clips out to you. Um, I guess I should just slow down a little, get the pace. I'm just, I'm kind of excited and because of uh, there being a, a time limit, I'm sort of sensitive and figuring, oh, I gotta, I gotta get everything in, but uh, I don't really. What I'm trying to do is slow down. Uh, once we turned the girls loose on the staff and they were doing the orientation, I went back to my room and bam, next thing I hear this voice coming to me in a dream, Ken, Ken. And it turns out it's a real voice, and I've been sound asleep. I just passed out from uh, just, you know, not enough sleep and just being so busy this uh, the past few weeks. So that was glorious. And now tonight, <clears throat> the Voyager Canoes only hold, you know, 10 girls max. These, these are beautiful, beautiful things to see out on the water. But uh, I said, listen, I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to help see you off, and I'll be there when you come back in. But... Uh, I'm going to just have a little bit of a quiet evening on my own out on the rock. There's another, there's 200 kids here all together, mostly Venezuela, Brazil, and China. And then there's our group. We're off on our own, uh, in our own, as I say, residence. And uh, we sit together. We've got our own dining tables. Well, we're in the big main dining hall. They've got a new chef on this year, so the food is good quality. And... Uh, this is something that's become such a part of my life. I was reflecting a lot during the day of, of what all this means to me, and I was realizing, you know, it's 1993 was our very first program, trial basis only, with the same school that's coming back, the school I used to teach at in Japan, in Kamakura. And I remember those days, I was so dependent on everybody else. We had a vice principal in charge, we had somebody else, and everybody seemed to know what to do. And I, I went along with it all and was watching, because I was the guy who sort of put the deal together. I wish all those old early facsimiles between Japan Travel Bureau, the East York Board of Education, and uh, myself and the company I created, Kairinsha Canada, uh, were done on these thermal rolls of fax paper and they just disappear and you can't read them anymore. And I'm so sorry, a lot of the real original documentation from 1992 and on is uh, probably lost, but... Uh, Somehow we got a deal together, we made a three-way partnership between this travel bureau, the Board of Education who was interested in Asian initiatives, and me who wanted to uh, have a job when I came back to Canada. We did a trial basis, we made uh, 20 grand the first year, and everybody said, hey, this is a keeper, let's go. So um, we did it, and year by year, I've just taken on a little more until it's all, all in my hands right now, and uh, I'm telling you this. Because in the beginning I was, wasn't exactly shy, but, you know, wasn't the person to greet, for example, the host families. That's a huge key part of the program of going out, finding them. And I didn't know. I, I mean, I'm not from Toronto. I came here the first year. And I don't know any of these people and others were responsible. And gradually over time, um, sorry about the wind, uh, you can hear the flagpole, uh, Gradually, over time, I became responsible for finding the families. This this took so long. And today, as we were leaving, I was able to go up to every family and give some of the mothers a hug and others just smile and 
give a farewell speech. And it's just so different from what I remember 20 years ago, and I wouldn't have been able to do that. So this program has meant an awful lot of personal growth for me, personal confidence that's come with uh, as each year has been a success. And I'm, I was just wondering if part of my life as a podcaster, being able to do presentations, uh, is just one more little element in there that's given me the confidence to be more of who I am. I know I, it's a theme I always talk about, oh my God, the time's getting on, about being yourself and being free and uh, uh, just growing, you know, and getting that inner strength to be who you are. And I, I've talked about the contradiction that sometimes there's another me that's not nearly as nice as the me who's doing this program right now. But the sense of comfort, of being at ease, of being able to make decisions on the spot, of being able to tell people, well, you know, we better not do that, we're going to do this. And Whereas so often in my life it would have been just hesitant. Well, I, I don't know, and want somebody else to make a decision for me. I'm just in that position where I just feel so much empowered and in control. And it's not a power trip of, you know, telling people what to do. It's just this confidence to sort of know what's the right thing to do in any given moment. Uh, that is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's, it seems to be sort of almost at a peak now. I'm still shooting for another five years of this. These girls are angels. They are such a delight. And just to look into the the different faces, they're all so different of these 16-year-old girls. as a, a time of innocence and youth and uh, but maturity and character. There's there's just so much going on. And, and, and to have these families from, let's say, Jamaica, for example, or from India or somewhere else come up to me and say, thank you so much for sending those girls. Oh, we're over time. Bye for now. Thanks very much, boys and girls. Bye-bye. I'll be back at you soon.